Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. I can't even share with you how I was so wrote in my faith. And I was attending this, but I was not present. I was a good man. I was a good father. I was instilling the sacraments into my family. Uh, I was definitely not intentional. I was stuck broke in my faith. I did not want to become Catholic. I came into the church kicking and screaming. I even left for a period because I was like, I, I can't. All my plans that I had are gone now. So I tried to go back. Only and that's only to come back later on because of the ultimately because of the Eucharist. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. My husband comes home from work and I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, oh, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it. Honey, you've been trying to quit. You've been saying this and saying that. And I'm, a, you know, he, his big line to me is, you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never followed through on them. And so this was week after week, month after month. He is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you, on your own, could have done this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 through 21, St. Paul compares the sacrifice of the Christians to the sacrifice of Israel and then to the sacrifice of the pagans. Paul calls the chalice the blood of Christ and the bread as participation in the body of Christ and then warns his listeners that you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons at the same time. So in other words, you need to decide what are you going to participate in? Are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice, which is in the Eucharist, or not? Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. It is great uh, that you have joined us today for this episode and no matter where you're listening and how you're listening uh thank you for being here i would like to welcome in um our new listener audience on twitter and also on uh, breaker tv thank you so much for joining us if you're watching on twitter on uh, youtube on facebook uh thank you so much for being here and of course our friends at podbean as well thanks for tuning in this morning and uh, as always i'm joined by my friend uh and asantis Welcome, Anne, and thanks so much, as always, for being here as my co-host. Oh, it's always my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's good morning. Uh, it's a good morning to be here. Um, it is. So uh, so tell us, who do we have as our uh, awesome guest today? Yes, we have an amazing guest, some, somebody that we both know. This is Pete Sox. He's the general manager for Breadbox Media. He'll also be talking to us about his work with Catholic Brain, which I'm very intrigued to talk about this morning. <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you, Pete. Yeah, so much to talk about. Yeah. 
So uh, I know that when you and I were communicating, we wanted to spend time talking about both of those aspects of your life, uh, Breadbox Media. And I'm sure that we have a bunch of people who are listening right now. So hi to all your fans there and some of our friends, common friends that we both have between Bill and I and yourself. Um, tell us about Breadbox Media and for those who don't know too much about it. So we are, Breadbox Media is a national Catholic podcasting network. Uh, it's been around for a while. Um, about two years ago, I was appointed as general manager. Um, in that capacity, I work on bringing in new talent to the lineup, uh, rearranging our offerings of shows. Uh, you can find us at redboxmedia.com. Uh, and from there, you can choose uh, so any we of the... Redbox Media is a any of the uh, 60 shows we have um, and 50 of those are probably currently being with new content added to those. Some of those were older ones that were done as series, but that are archived and still available. Uh, you can access our shows directly from the website. You can subscribe to the individual shows in your favorite podcast aggregator, or you can download our dedicated app that has all of our uh, entire lineup on it for listening on Android and Apple. Yeah, the, you know, the list is so impressive, Pete. You know, there's so many amazing, um, amazing Catholics that are that are out there, um, you know, talking about the faith and interviewing guests. And what are some of your favorite podcasts? If you had to, because uh, because there's so many, I mean, there's like over 70, right? That might be tough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah, well, well, yeah it, it all really depends on what the type of genre is that you're interested in. I mean, we have really great shows canvassing various topics and, you know, they're laid out on the website as such. Um, so, you know, we have women in interest shows. Uh, we have Sonny Corbett on there, Lisa Handy, good friend of mine, um, Judy Herr, um, Kendra Von Esch who I believe has been on your show before. If not, oh, yeah. she should be. <laughs> she introduced um, us. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, hi, we have men's shows. Yeah, hi, Kendra. We have shows for men, the Catholic Man Show, uh, Catholic Sports Radio, uh, Bear Wozniak, Catholic Dads Podcast. Uh, and then we have, you know, faith and inspiration shows where, where they're uh, just different shows and focusing on the faith, like Gary Zemak. We have Marge uh, Fenelon, Simply Holy, the Frank Fryer. Um, Father Nicholas comes out with two shows a week. Uh, my show, Off the Shelf. Uh, Sister Catherine Hermes from uh, Pauline Books and Media does Touching the Sunrise. And there's just a ton here, and it's personally hard for me to put my finger on any specific thing uh, that I like. But what I think the value in, in the Breadbox platform is we have everything under one umbrella, so it's easy for you to find it, easy for you to access it. Uh, whereas if you know you have to go out and search for it uh, on your own. Yeah, exactly. the website is awesome. And, and so people who haven't checked it out before, it's breadboxmedia.com. And it really is a neat site because as Pete just said, it, it spells it out with all the different categories. I mean, he said a lot of them, women's interest, Bible study and scripture faith and inspiration. Um, I mean, there's just so much. And I notice under family life, for those who have children, the uh, the homeschooling aspect as well, which mm -hmm. Pete, I know you and I just talked about right before the show, yeah. because we both, uh, well, you, you're, your family is currently homeschooling and I did, my kids are, are grown now, but um, that's amazing too, to, to be able to offer that so many Catholics that are homeschooling and, and you know what, everybody's pretty much doing it right well, now at yeah. least until school starts again. I mean, it's summer right now, but um, people we never thought would be homeschooling are doing, uh, doing so. Right. And it, uh, it was kind of, I don't know if comical is a word I want to use, but you know, a lot of my, my friends were like freaking out at the end of last school year about having to, to, um, educate their kids at home. And, you know, I was kind of like, well, welcome to the family. Welcome to your world. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 So yeah, you're doing really some really great things. And, and I just love how that website is set up. I noticed the show, uh, is it raising saints too? 
Yep, Raising Saints. So, yep. So we got that one. Um, that the homeschooling one you refer to was homeschooling saints. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lisa Melendez is the host of that. Um, so yeah, there's just I don't know where to begin. Sometimes when people ask me that question <laughs> yeah. about what's in the lineup, so yeah, no, I know there's so and many good. We're coming. And there's more coming. That's awesome. Um, you know, uh, talk, talk to us a little about your show, Pete, because I, I know because I know your journey, too. I know your journey um, is tied kind of into the whole book blogging thing. And um, right. And everything. So I started um, that was back in 2012. No. So, so yeah, 2012 um, is when uh, Brandon Vaught and I uh, had an email exchange and I, I felt a calling to to start doing something for the Catholic faith. And I was always um, an avid reader. And I just started reading more religious type things, Catholic type content. And Brandon bought the these uh, book reviews. So I thought, hmm, that might be something I could do. So Brandon hooked me up with some publishers. Uh, and that's kind of where the journey began. Um, I'm constantly have a huge influx of books coming to the house. Um, so what used to be a challenge of what am I going to uh, review this week has become <clears throat> which of these 50 books am I going to choose from to feature. Um, and originally I started out with uh, uh, book reviews and written interviews with authors. Uh, Mike Acalino was the first uh, person that I interviewed. He's become a real good friend. Um, and that morphed into this whole podcast thing. Uh, Allison Jingris had had me on her show, Seeking Heart. She's on Breadbox Media as well um, as a monthly guest to discuss the books I was reviewing. And uh, from there, I just started my own podcast. And that show is weekly. I interview a Catholic author every week and we feature their show. Um, that's available on Breadbox. It's also available as a post over on Catholic Stand every week. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of I've interviewed the gambit from Mike to Scott Hahn to Father um, Bartunik, Father Dan Calloway. They've written a book. They've probably been on my show. This week I'll be releasing episode 187, I believe it is. Wow. That's incredible, Pete. Yeah. I know that you and I met uh, some years back with with Catholic Stand because I was writing for Catholic Stand and Pete was my uh, managing editor for a little bit. Yeah. So I know that was during a time that they were in a little bit of a transition. So, right. uh, and then of course I saw you uh, at one of the uh, CNM conferences, the one that was out yep. there in Lancaster, PA, yeah. not too long ago. Right. And um, so here we are on this day to talk about everything that's happened, uh, you know, since that time and before. Right. Right. That's right. So. Um, Hey, tell us about your family. I know you're in Pennsylvania, so am I. We're pretty far apart, though, here, uh, because I'm closer to Philadelphia. Oh, we're not that far apart. I'm in South Central PA. So we're oh, like, okay. What, two hours, two and a half oh, hours, okay. somewhere Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a um, little bit about my backstory and, and everything. Um, I was born and raised uh, United Church of Christ. Wasn't particularly... Uh, um, Big into my faith. Um, as a teenager, I felt a calling to try and reconnect. We didn't go um, uh, every week to, to, to church service, so we mainly were priesters um, after my confirmation as a teenager. Um, so um, when I was a teenager, I had a job at a local department store. I met my now wife, um, who introduced me to the Catholic faith. I converted in 19... 1996. Um, we have five kids, um, four girls and a boy. Uh, Katie's 21, Molly's 18, uh, and then we have Annie, Maggie, and Isaac, the youngest, who's seven. Um, two oldest are graduated. As I said, we homeschooled. Well, let me correct that. My wife homeschooled them. I was the financial <laughs> backer and principal. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, that's 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 our family. Um, everybody's doing good. So, yeah. Well, it seems to me that what the work that you're doing may not have been 
as directly affected with the pandemic as perhaps some other people because you were for the most part home if i'm correct so my my work's uh entirely home-based i've worked from home now for three three years um three years ago i left a job in a in a factory where i worked i've been there for 20 years um, when I left, I was working directly for the quality control manager. I did uh, internal audits, um, worked with customers on quality issues, uh, and I was just burnt out. Um, so an opportunity came, I jumped on it, and uh, I've been working from home ever since. Yeah, God is doing amazing things with not only with what you're doing with uh, Redbox Media, but Catholic Brain. Yeah. So uh, I guess you want to say nice segue, Anna. I like that. That's pretty. Good. <laughs> She's a professional. It's almost, it's almost like you've done this before. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so um, yeah. So Catholic Brain, I've been with since. It's inception in 2017. Masanga Osong is our founder. He's in Texas. Um, and actually, I've been working with Masango prior to that. We also uh, are the producers of the Balazan Catholic Tablet. It's a dedicated tablet um, that you can load Catholic apps on, but you can't necessarily connect. Um, you do connect to the internet via Wi-Fi, but you don't have access to the internet as a whole. So there's no browser on the device. There's no way to um, receive texts or phone calls like your mobile device, like your phone will do. Um, so it's a completely isolated uh, environment that still allows you to utilize Catholic apps to help with your faith. I, I use one all the time. I've been taking it to mass. I use iBreviary on there for the missile and the liturgy hours, and I take it to me with, during adoration. Um, but that was our first product. And Masango had the, the vision to create an online faith formation platform uh, for students. Um, so we started building in 2017 Catholic Brain. Uh, we're at catholicbrain.com. Uh, we provide uh, a complete uh, resource for schools, parishes, homeschools to educate the next generation in the Catholic faith. And that's, our, that's really our mission, to use the innovative tools uh, available to us through technology to allow, allow uh, parishes to be able to educate um, these students and bring them up solid in the faith. Um, we provide lessons. Uh, we have uh, programs uh, dedicated for, for grades. Um, right now we have four major programs, Adventure Catechism. That's a 40 lesson program that we've developed in partnership with the creators of Brother Francis. That uh, Brother Francis leads two young friends through the catechism in 40 lessons. We have First Communion 30 lesson program. We have a Confirmation 30 lesson program. We have a Pillars of the Faith 38 lesson program. That's uh, based on a it's a question and answer catechism type program. We're backfilling in with additional programs so that teachers and parents have the option of choosing a different program of at least 20 lessons each. Um, 20 to 30 lessons each for each grade. Um, they can choose which one they want to use. We're not going to mandate anything, but um, we'll give them the, the tools there at their, at their fingertips uh, to use. And, and not only do we have all that, we have daily activities for them to do. We have printables. We have third-party videos we've licensed with. Uh, so it's a complete, complete platform for religious education. I sampled it out. I don't know when it was. It was in, in, the, in recent years. And I was just amazed at the creativity and the animation and the, uh, the fun of it. I mean, honestly, it's just fun. It makes it fun. And, and that's important for kids. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, there's going to be the educational piece and that is going to happen with something like Catholic Brain because when they're entertained in the process, in a good way, not in a sort of like, let's get the kids away from learning so that they can uh, be just entertained and nothing more. Right. It's uh, it's much greater than that. Maybe you can expand on that a little bit because I, I was just so impressed with it. So what we've discovered, and as we enter into these conversations, I mean, Ann, Ann and Bill, we, we actually have, I'm to the point now where I'm having conversations on the phone with diocese, directors of religious education, 
heads in dioceses and dioceses are joining us uh, on diocese packages. Um, and the reason for that is twofold. One, obviously we have the whole COVID thing, um, which is forcing parishes and, and, and uh, dioceses to figure out how are we gonna do religious education uh, in an environment that is not conducive to face-to-face gatherings anymore in certain specifically in certain states um, and even if they do uh, do are allowed to do face-to-face they're not necessarily wanting to do that because they're running into the fact that the schools have all these guidelines they're following with you know the face mask wearing and separation of students that um, why would you want to bring them back into that environment again for religious ed because they're not going to pay attention um, so they're looking, they're searching, they're trying to find an answer to that, that puzzle, that yeah. question they have right now. And, and we have a resource that fills that for them. Um, but not only did you have the whole COVID thing prior to that even happening, um, we have a highly under-catechized generation of our age. And, and Bill, I'm sure you can say the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Of parents yes. that basically drop their kids off at religious ed and aren't actively participating in the faith themselves. So what what we hope um, is that with the platform, at least if the kids are using it, the parents will have some interest, they'll peek over their shoulder and look at it and maybe learn something themselves. Um, The other thing, you know, we're in conversation, I'm in conversation with DREs and parishes and whatnot almost every day, and I hear this a lot, is kids just aren't um, interested in the books anymore. They're just, it just doesn't, doesn't, they have no interest in the hard copy books, um, which is something we have an answer for as well. So that's kind of why we built the platform. Um, And the one thing I didn't bring up was we have a whole admin aspect of this that allows a teacher and allows the parishes to create these classrooms assign students to the classrooms and then assign homework and be able to track uh, students' progress in that homework. Oh, that's incredible. I just love how the digital world is being used um, in a great way to meet these kids and these families exactly where they are. Right. Uh, I mean, we all know phones aren't going anywhere and neither are apps and anything in the digital world. It's If anything, it's going to get you know, we're going to have a lot more of it than even than less and less paper and books. So in my opinion, I think this is the right direction. And I'm so glad that you got involved in it because I know that you being a father and a homeschooling family too, I mean, you yourself understand the importance of all this stuff and the fact that you yourself weren't Catholic to begin with. Right. So you know how important it is to, uh, to really know the faith. Mm-hmm. And how yeah, many it's, people it's, just, you know, it's a checkbox thing for a lot of people, you know, just right. bring the kids over to CCD or prep or whatever and and not really take ownership. Yeah, it really yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Go ahead, Bill. No, it just is. I mean, I've it's something I've seen firsthand, right? So um, you know, as a youth minister, I used to deal with that all the time. And so it's great to know that there's a resource out there for you uh, in Catholic brain that can that can help with that and, and and probably helps the parents too it's got to help the parents learn learn their faith if their kids are learning it and they're and they're engaging in it you know the kid's going to go to mom and dad and say this was cool this was exciting this was fun you know and 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 then it's going to force the mom and dad to learn a little bit more about their faith so that they can engage in it and they can know a little bit more about it um you know this 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 is so this is so important, you know, especially as you mentioned during this time of COVID, because it's opening uh, up the door for for I think more more at home learning uh, and maybe a little bit more at home prayer and and taking um, the sacraments more seriously because they've been at a premium these days. So uh, definitely mm-hmm. kudos to you, uh, you know, for all the work you're doing with that. And uh, and yeah, it's this is we're. You're, you're, you're poised at this time, you know, for this time, for this generation. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, definitely. And like I said, we're bringing on entire dioceses and, and, uh, it, it's been pretty, uh, pretty exciting uh, time for us. And, you know, one thing you said there sparked something in me and I mentioned it in my podcast often, 
And um, I used to be careful about how I said this, but I'm not so careful anymore. Um, when churches closed at the beginning of this, they did us a disservice. Uh, they made the situation worse because, frankly, those parents that dropped their kids off at CCD or, or religious ed, whatever your parish calls, calls that, uh, gave them a free pass not to go to church for eight weeks. And those people that were borderline to begin with are now thinking, well, I spent two eight weeks. I didn't have to go to Mass. I didn't have to, to do any of this stuff. Why, why am I worried about it? So conversely, I think the, the faithful, the strong in the faith, uh, have only been bolstered by that return to the church, but the weak, and we know they were already out there from the Pew from the Pew study a year ago. I mean, I had Scott Hahn here uh, in Oxford a year ago. Um, yeah, actually, that would be in two weeks a year ago. And uh, I distinctly remember part of his one talk he brought up that Pew study. 70% of the, of the people sitting in the Pews did not believe in the real presence. Uh, that's a shocker. And, and we just gave them eight weeks off. And prove to them that maybe it doesn't. Yeah, and and then how do you recapture those people? You know, that's right. The, that's I mean, the it's not. It's it's no longer. It's it's how do we? It, it's almost like you have to start from scratch. Yeah, and yeah, it is. And you know, in the end, this might sound. Um, outlandish maybe to say but maybe that's a good thing in some ways because when you well, start from scratch um you know new beginnings aren't always so bad are they i mean i'm just kind of thinking outside the box here because we're yeah. already kind of at a at a pretty low point in the faith i think when you look at it as a whole right so um trying to look at it the positive of it right um mm -hmm. that god is back to ratzinger yeah it goes back to Rassinger's statement in 1969, the church would shrink before it got bigger. Um, yeah, yes. yeah, there yep. you go. And, you know, it, it's, it's what really disturbed me about the, about the, about the faith or those Catholics that are in the faith right now. And I, I don't mean to demean anybody, but they're obviously the ones that aren't returning somewhat. There are some that aren't returning due to safety concerns. And I get that as well, but there's a percentage of them that, wanted to water the faith down and change it, make it something it, it wasn't meant to be. And to me, I came into the church because I liked what was here. I saw what was here. I loved what was here. And then I got people that are trying to water it down and turn it to something else. Frankly, if that's what your mission is, then maybe you need to find a religion that's more in line with what your viewpoints are, rather than changing the Catholic faith. <laughs> That's a great point, Pete. It really is. And, you know, as we're all on a journey, especially coming from a convert's perspective, I mean, I'm not a convert, but 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 you being a convert coming from that perspective, it, you know, you can certainly understand that converts might be a little bit, you know, cheesed off it at, at the fact that people want to water down the faith when uh, the reason why they right. converted to it is because they saw something yeah. that they liked. I mean, you know, that's a great perspective, I think, um, for people to to to, to keep in mind. Uh, as they as they talk about all these changes in the church. And, um, you know, we we have to remember that uh, there is a beautiful uh, historical tradition um, to the to the faith. And there's a beautiful way that uh, we can engage with our faith and know the history, know the tradition, know the know the truths of our faith, our living reality versus just, OK, um, you know what? Uh, I don't like this about the church, and so I'm, I'm going to ignore this, or I'm going to do the cafeteria thing for a while. And that's mm -hmm. a really good point, Pete. How uh, people kind of engage, um, you know, uh, sporadically with the church, or, or oh, I really love this. I'm attracted to this. I, I, I think you know one of the things that struck me of in in a book uh, a long time ago by Matt Kelly, Matthew Kelly, was um, rediscovering Catholicism, and and when he said. Uh, you know, truth is attractive or holiness is attractive. I, you know, I think people are attracted to the truth, but we have this approach avoidance type of mentality where it's like, okay, we're going to get so only going to get so close to this because it's, because it's attractive. And I, and I like the way it looks, but, but I don't necessarily want to possess it. I don't want to have the whole thing because it, because it scares me to possess this truth. You know, it scares me to live by this a little bit. And so, 
um, you know, I, your efforts with, with uh, the, with, you know, Catholic brain and with uh, Breadbox media, I think um, present the, the truth from all angles, right. As you, you know, have a diversity of uh, programming, a diversity of uh, resources available for people that uh, can approach the truth uh, by what they're attracted to. And then hopefully they go hook, line and sinker into it. But that's, you know, that's mm -hmm. their decision. And, and I wonder if you have any um, insights on, on, on how to, you know, help people go hook, line and sinker on the faith. What are those things that maybe uh, you, you encountered, you saw, and how do you do that? Well, I mean, you know, to get you back on that, the con I'm not, me by what I'm saying, I'm not meaning to belittle anybody or push anybody off, but come on now. I think the, the problem we have as a church is, is really goes back to that on our catechizing. Uh, people would not be having those questions in their mind if they were properly catechized and understood the faith. I mean, for 2,000 years, you can trace the lineage all the way back Jesus Christ. You can't do that with anybody, any other religious. And I'm not, again, I'm not condoning anyone for what their religious beliefs are. Uh, and I think there's a, there's a portion of Catholics do that. And we just need to stop. We need to stop doing that. It's not, doesn't have to be combative just because someone doesn't believe what we, what we believe in doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't make them defective. It doesn't make them any less than us. We need to stop that. Um, but I think what the church really needs to do is focus on the faithful that are there right now. Uh, we spent a lot of time on the new evangelization, and that's very important. But if you don't evangelize the ones that are sitting there now, and you got 70% of the people saying, oh, I don't believe in real presence, well, then you're not doing a good job of evangelizing what you have a hold of right now. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think there's a lot of room for uh, for growth and faith is always a daily invitation. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, as as sad and kind of um, almost negative as some of this may sound uh, in the end, really, it's something very good and positive because, uh, you know, the three of us know and a lot of our listeners, we all know that, you know, the church isn't going anywhere. I mean, it's that, that was a promise by Christ. I mean, it's uh, it can be knocked down, pushed down but it, it's still going to survive. So um, we, we, we just have to stay uh, in that positive lane, I think, that uh, we have so much to offer. I mean, I know you wrote the one book on Mother Teresa, which I have, and I really love that, Pete. And, you know, I think she's a good model for us because, uh, you know, Bill and I often say on this show that catechesis uh, includes knowing our faith. It includes taking that catechism and really understanding it. But a big part mm -hmm. of catechesis is also, honestly, it is partly, you know, being a good person, you know, being, being a kind person, uh, taking care of those people who are even hard to love. So um, mm -hmm. I think it's an invitation for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just, I don't know. I think some the 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 playing field has changed, um, partially because yes. of COVID. COVID harkened this on quicker, I think, than what it was uh, going to come. But I think it was coming. Um, you know, we all saw the writing in the wall again. I keep going back to that Pew study, but you know, the, there's yeah. also the the studies that, that Brandon Vaught talked about about the uh, the, the percentage leaving the church. And those coming in, it's, it's a huge disparity there. It's a huge number. I don't remember what the number is. Of people leaving the church to the much lower number of those entering. Um, so we need to fix something. It's either in our messaging or it's in our method. Uh, personally, I think it's in our method. Um, we're just not connecting with people. We need yes. to find a way to connect. <clears throat> That's yeah. so true. Well, I think what you're doing, honestly, both of those uh, aspects of your career are doing a very good job of that. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, I mean, I think podcasts are a great way. I mean, obviously, you know, with Bill, Bill and I spending, investing this time a couple times a week on Sewing Hope, uh, a great way to invest. Because you know what? You can listen to a podcast and do lots of other things, right? Driving, mm -hmm. cooking cleaning the house. <laughs> it's not something that you have to sit with a video 
and, and, and pay, really pay attention to with your eyes. I mean, so that's the beauty right. of a, the podcast, right? I mean, um, I, I, I just think that it's, it's an awesome thing. And then with Catholic brain, I mean, definitely that is the direction we need to go in with catechesis. I mean, I told you that my daughter, my own uh, oldest daughter is the director of religious education for a local church here in my area. And um, I mean, I'm very excited to tell her about that uh, special that you guys are running. <laughs> tell us about the special yeah. because there could be some people listening that want to take up on that for their parishes. So we've been running um, this special all summer. It was our answer to um, sort of a, the, the COVID thing and knowing that parishes have a limited budget, uh, especially when there weren't people putting money in the collection plate because they weren't there to put it in. Um, so we're running a 50% off special off of our annual subscriptions. So parish can get access to the platform for 12 months for $750. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a steal, Pete. I have to say, I think that is a steal for, for what you're offering. And, and, and again, it, for, for us, it's not necessarily, obviously we have to pay staff and stuff, but it's, it's again, missional for us. Um, we want to be a part of the solution. Uh, the problem the church has right now, and we're trying to make our platform as accessible as possible uh, to anybody. Yeah. So for us, $750, they get complete access to the platform, back-end management for unlimited students, unlimited teachers. Um, we have an app that allows students to access the um, platform on a mobile device, and we also have a separate app so the teachers can do the admin part uh, from a mobile device as well. So that's kind of kind of our um, way of trying to help the church right now. So, I mean, to be quite honest, I asked you before the show if there's an adult version of it, because I, <laughs> I mean, I'm not as techie as Bill is, but I mean, I am a person that will sit and play around with a nap and things like that. I mean, I, and just having fun with it. I mean, you said that to me that there might be something coming mm -hmm. for uh, people over a certain age, maybe you can talk yeah. about that. So right now we're uh, set up for pre-K through eighth. Eventually we want to become the source uh, for everybody, uh, but that takes time. Um, so pre-K through eighth is our focus right now. Mm -hmm. We are adding uh, more content to, to all the time. I mean, we're not stopping adding content. We have a, a list of mm -hmm. things we want to do, a list of ideas. Um, and that's just where we are in, in growth. Uh, we have, um, as of yesterday, uh, signed a contract to bring in some catechism videos. Um, we'll have 60 of those. It'll be an add-on to the platform. I have no clue what that price will be to, to, for the add-on. Um, but those will be geared towards teens, adults, RCIA uh, type folks. Um, so that helps us expand um, what we offer. Yeah, that's really cool. How about the individual feedback? I'm sure even with your own kids uh, who, who use it and, and other people that you know, what kinds of feedback have you gotten from individual uh, young people? Well, once people get hold of it, they love it. Um, so the one thing we do is we have a 30-day free trial. So if you go to catholicbrain.com and you uh, sign up for a 30-day free trial, it gives you complete access to the entire platform so you can kind of kick the tires, see what you think. Uh, once people are in it, they love it. Um, kids enjoy it. My own daughter uh, and, and son, the younger ones, they hop on every day, do the daily activities, go through it. And we'll watch videos and, and take lessons uh, on certain feast days. And, and, um, and yeah, so I think once people see it, once kids get into the environment and see what we offer, um, they just tend to keep coming back. And I think that's where we get the parents because they'll see the kids constantly wanting to use it. And then the parents will, will have their curiosity raised. And so is, is it like um, a 
So it is kind of like a monthly fee then, and it covers like everyone in the family. Is that how that works? So there's two ways. Um, you can pay monthly, but you don't get that uh, big uh, 50% off promo. That's only on the annual plan. Oh, okay. Uh, so families can subscribe as well. Um, I'm going to hop on over here while we're talking and pull that up because I do not have those packages memorized. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Thanks, Pete. So, um, again, for a parish uh, or a school, if they would sign up now, it's 50% off. Our normal pricing is $1,499 $1, per year or $149 per month. We'll cut that in half to $750 if they commit to the one year. Uh, a teacher can sign up an individual classroom if they wish. Uh, that would be $29.99 a month, $2.99 a year, normal pricing. They sign up for annual, cut that in half to $150. Uh, family or homeschool, we normally charge $12.99 a month, $129 per year, 50% off. We'll cut that to $65 for the year. Um, so the family and homeschool plan will cover a maximum of five students. We do flex on that. So if you have a sixth kid, don't worry, we'll take care of you. Uh, classroom, maximum of 25 students. Again, we'll flex that. If you're a teacher of 27, we'll take care of you. Um, but probably the biggest bang for your buck as a, as a parish or school is to go for that one-year plan uh, as an entire parish. And then the entire parish is covered, um, including kids outside of the program. We don't care. Um, if they're not in your RCIA program and they homeschool, they just so I'm up with a login and now have access to it. And then there's diocese programs too, because hey, if somebody's listening, I hope the so Archdiocese running, of Philly would do it. So we're running, a, when I'm on the phone with diocese right now, this is the deal we're setting up. If they can commit to any of their parishes or schools minimum to a plan, we'll drop that pricing to $500 per parish for the year. Wow. wow. If we can get, if we can pull 20 in and they're under an umbrella plan with the diocese, that's what we're doing. And we have a number of dioceses that are taking advantage of that. Yeah, that's a great deal. I mean, you know, getting, having, having programming, you know, like the quality of what you're offering for $500 a year, you know, for an entire parish is, is so 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 reasonable it's beyond reasonable it is beyond i mean my i just my jaws almost dropped on the floor i mean it's it's just so great of a deal so if people are watching or listening you know you want to get in touch with pete socks how can they get in touch with you uh directly to discuss this Where so they, they can go? um they can email me at pete socks at catholicbrain.com uh, or they can call my cell phone. That's not a problem. 717-521-3137. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'll put your email Honestly. in the show notes of, uh, All right. so, so people that, you know, if you're like driving or you're looking at, you like trying to figure it out, know that it'll just be in the show notes of the show on Podbean. So you can just click it, uh, and, and email Pete directly right from the show notes. So, I'll make sure I add that there uh, for people interested in uh, really do encourage uh, DREs, DYMs, um, people who are, uh, you know, directing parishes and uh, parish directors or even uh, diocesan directors, as Pete mentioned. Uh, if you're listening to the program, please, please, please um, take a listen uh, to what he's saying. Give him a call. Um just to shoot him a text message or shoot him an email and um, and reach out to him and, and get your parishes on board with this. Because, um, you know, especially during this time, right, of COVID, where, where, you know, you're trying to figure out how you're going to prepare for First Communion, how you're going to prepare for confirmation, how you're going to prepare uh, students and, and catechize families. This is a great way to do it. So uh, thank you, Pete, for, um, for, for letting people know about all the amazing uh, opportunities they have. Uh, and, and I really do hope they'll take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do thanks. too. I do too. Go to Facebook too. I know Catholic brain is on Facebook and I think you're on Instagram too, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, connect with them there. Um, and I mean, and our listeners know that it takes a lot for me to kind of be like, uh, 
stunned that way <laughs> with, yeah. with something like you just told me about the price. I mean, honestly, I just, uh, I think for an, a, a whole diocese or churches to get involved with this is just uh, incredible. And it's the right direction. You know what? It's the right direction for the church to go in. Um, kids yeah. don't want to be handed a workbook anymore. They don't want that. They don't want, um, you know, boring lectures. They want something fun. So I, I really think this is a good answer. And um, I just commend you for doing this. I mean, my family, the kids are older. So, um, but I mean, I'm even, I'm honestly tempted to get it even for myself, <laughs> just for something <laughs> to do, <laughs> just for some fun, something fun for my 55 plus brain, you know? I mean, once you get to a certain age, you need to be uh, kind of uh, reintroduced again and again and again, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've got some pretty big endorsements out there. Um, we've got um, uh, Bishop Ronald Gaynor. Um, mm -hmm. He has endorsed the platform. I'm working with some other dioceses on some other uh, bishop endorsements. Can't really say who they are at the moment, but that is being worked on. Um, so yeah, Bishop Gaynor's um, endorsement, and I can pull that up here and read that off quick. We have uh, Scott Hahn, Dr. Scott Hahn's endorsed us. Uh, his is the saints in every age, excel using new media to reach people. Constantine did it with the book when the scroll was going out of style. Father Peyton did it with the radio. Bishop Sheen did it with the TV. Catholic Brain stands in that great tradition, teaching youth the way they actually can be taught in words that actually make sense. Um, so we have his, um, Mike Aquilina, Father um, Donald Calloway. Catholic Brain offers spiritual food for the young mind and the youthful soul. Encourage parents and all who help with the faith formation of children to check out all the great things the program offers. The online platform is attractive, engaging, easy to use, and completely orthodox. I very highly recommend it. So if you go to catholicbrain.com, uh, and at the top, you'll see uh, the banner at the top and click on endorsements. You can see the endorsements we've gotten from users, um, from some Catholic celebrities who've perused the, perused the uh, resources we offer. Um, so yeah, it's it's getting attention, and I'm I'm really pleased uh, with the re the direction it's heading. Yeah, honestly, thanks so much for doing good work. You know, you're a person of faith, and uh, you know, raising a wonderful family, and just very hardworking. Um, do you have any words of advice? There might be some people listening right now who this pandemic has been very hard on them and their families, and uh, maybe you have some words of advice on just uh, hanging in there with the Lord and with the church, uh, because I know you have such a heart for evangelization. Wondered if you had anything to say on that. Well, I mean, this comes up a lot during uh, interviews when I'm doing podcasts and stuff. And it's a question I, I talk to a lot of authors about. And I, I think the key right now is don't, don't lose faith. Um, you know, we just went on a family vacation and returned, and this was a non-Catholic church that had this sign. But uh, uh, it said, um, God's not on quarantine. He's still here. Um, oh, that's good. So I think we realized that. Um, the physical structure of the churches may have closed, but our relationship um, didn't have to end, doesn't have to end. Um we're in unique times, uh, unique situation, but it doesn't mean that we have to totally uh, chuck our faith out the door. Um, there are still plenty of resources to be able to to do that, you know, online masses and whatnot. Not say, I'm not saying that that's an alternative to going to a regular uh, mass uh, when it is available to you, um, when you feel comfortable going and, you know, obviously some of the elderly need to, to guard their health a little closer than, than, uh, folks of our age, um, cause they're more susceptible to this, but, um, there are resources out there for you to take advantage of, uh, online conferences. A lot of people are doing online conferences. We just ran one at Catholic brain for DREs uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was a huge success. We're doing another one September 4th and 5th. Uh, as a, a retreat type thing for two days. Um, so the resources are out there. You just kind of need to look for them. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good advice because I think 
you're a person who is really immersed in that world of uh, Catholic uh, catechesis, digital catechesis, you know, getting the word out there, not only to young people, but with the podcasting that you're doing too, and the great work on Breadbox Media. So coming from you, that, that's uh, excellent advice for those who feel a little uh, discouraged. And I like that mm -hmm. road sign that you saw too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. That. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely different. Um, and again, I, I understand why people might lose hope, but it's you don't have to lose hope. There's uh, there's a lot of God's still out there. Yeah. Well, Christ is a person, right? I mean, he's he's our God, and and he's. He is in the Eucharist. I mean, that is Christ. He's that close, you know, and um, we can get back to mass. I mean, I know for me, every Sunday, I just, I'm so excited to, to go to mass and to get, you know, receive Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so true. I mean, here in Milwaukee, um, you know, we're only having Sunday masses right now. Our bishop has said, you know, no daily masses uh, just due to, you know, the restrictions and, and, and there's some of the, areas uh that, like some of the shrines and things where you know they're they're separate from the diocese they're able to have daily mass and things like that but um one of the one of the great things about um you know having having the mass on sunday is just that we're excited we're excited to go you know i think and oh, yeah. you're right like it just is like we're excited to be able to be there and be able to uh give back and, and um you know and and worship god you know together communally um my my pastors uh, said uh, and started a whole ministry with live streaming. So he knows that there's still people that are elderly, unable to get to church, things like that, um, that are, he's like, will you help live stream the masses? And I was saying, sure, you know? Uh, so, so we set up and we live stream mass every Sunday and, you know, from, from our place. And um, it, it's just a, a blessing during these times, I think, you know, and, and Pete, as you highlighted, you know, don't lose faith during this time. Um, you know, even if, uh, things seem, you know, odd and weird, and we've never encountered it before as as a culture. Um, you know, it it's okay, it's okay. You know, God is still alive. He's he's not in quarantine, as that uh, church sign said. So, um, so yeah, just and, and thank you, Pete, so much for coming on today and and sharing with us. I think so many people have just been uh, been been given so much hope today, especially with all the resources you've been talking about, uh, and with the uh, with the great. Um, we, 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 with just your great journey and, and sharing your journey of faith with us. I, I think there's a lot of people out there that, that can relate to that story of being, uh, you know, you know, converting and, and going all in on, on the faith. So, so thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. And speaking of the word journey, you said journey of faith. There's another uh, show called journeys in faith, which I, I would love to have Pete come and be a guest on Fiat ministry network. It's a, uh, a Facebook live uh, TV show. So think about it, Pete. Okay. It'd be I great will. to talk more about your faith. And, um, and of course this would be a video. So we, we have to worry a little bit more about our backgrounds today. We're, we're <laughs> all, all of us are nice and casual, right? <laughs> That's what I love about this. I got my coffee, my protein bar, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. podcasting. You don't need to really worry too much about uh, your right. backdrop. Yeah, our, our our listeners know we're live on Zoom, but you can't see us. Uh, you, you just see the uh, you, you just see our logo on uh, on on YouTube and on Twitter and and all that. And uh, and definitely want to thank those people who have uh, been listening on those new platforms, uh, Twitter and uh, Breakers TV, uh, Breakers TV. Uh, it's it's always a journey as we continue to find out more ways to stream, more ways to uh, present the faith to people. And so, uh, thank you. Um, for, for tuning in to us today and being a part of our ministry and our, and our mission here at Patchwork Heart uh, Ministry. It's just, uh, it's wonderful stuff. And I know, Ann, uh, you know, you've got your website too. I want to encourage people to visit andesantis.com where you can find this show and uh, so many other great resources and, and everything that Ann's doing. Uh, you want to just talk a little bit about uh, who you, who we have coming up uh, on, uh, on uh, the Thursday program? Yeah, the Thursday program, we have a good friend. It's uh, Colleen Christ. Not only has she been a guest on Young Catholics Respond and also on my own uh, online TV show, Journeys in Faith, 
She's a Catholic inspirational speaker. She's located in West Virginia. So I'm, I'm really excited. And if I, you don't mind, Bill, I want to tell them about our guests for Journeys in Faith on Friday oh, yeah, night at absolutely. 8.30. Yeah, we have uh, Kathleen and Sean Tobin. They are the founders of Catholic Beads and More. Pete, maybe, Pete, you might even know them. I don't know. Uh, but if you don't, I hope you can meet them. Uh, it's Catholic is spelled with a K for their website. And it is truly Catholic Beads and More. They're doing great work in ministry. So Kathleen and Sean will join me on Friday evening at 8.30 on Fiat Ministry Network. Awesome stuff. Well, uh, hey, Pete, thank you again. Uh, why don't you just give us the websites and everything one more time where people can get in contact with you um, and, and, and learn more both about Breadbox and Catholic Brain. So Breadbox Media can be found at www.breadboxmedia.com. Um, you hop over there, it's your full uh, lineup of podcasts. You'll find the links to the, to the dedicated apps on both Google and Apple. And uh, Catholic Brain is catholicbrain.com. There you can sign up for a 30-day uh, free trial. Like I said, kick the tires a little bit, experience it, and then get hold of me at PeteSocks at catholicbrain.com. Take advantage of that 50% off annual subscription. And again, if you're a DRE uh, head in the diocese or someone at the diocese level listening, uh, again, we're, we're making this as easy as possible for you if you can get uh, 20 or more parishes, we'll drop that price down to 500 a piece. You can either invoice the diocese directly or invoice those parishes individually. Um, but give me a call, give me a, shoot me an email and we'll, and we'll chat. Awesome stuff. Uh, and thank you as always for, uh, joining me here, uh, and, uh, being here for, uh, this podcast and, uh, until next time from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, Fiat Ministry Network, uh, for Anne DeSantis, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope into those broken hearts, folks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or Andy Santos 2. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. I can't even share with you how I was so wrote in my faith and I was attending this, but I was not present. I was a good man. I was a good father. I was instilling the sacraments into my family. Uh, I was definitely not intentional. I was stuck wrote in my faith. I did not want to become Catholic. I came into the church kicking and screaming. I even left for a period because I was like, I, I can't. All my plans that I had are gone now. So I tried to go back only, and that's only to come back later on because of the, ultimately because of the Eucharist. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. My husband comes home from work and I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, okay, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it, honey. You've been trying to quit. You've been saying this and saying that. And I'm, a, you know, he his big line to me is, you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never followed through on them. And so this was week after week, month after month. He is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you, on your own, 
could have done this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 through 21, St. Paul compares the sacrifice of the Christians to the sacrifice of Israel and then to the sacrifice of the pagans. Paul calls the chalice, the blood of Christ, and the bread as participation in the body of Christ, and then warns his listeners that you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons at the same time. So in other words, you need to decide what are you going to participate in? Are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice, which is in the Eucharist or not? 